0: Welcome to the space where creatives have aligned A positive and intellectual collab of open minds For sharing and learning from one another, it's a vibe We do also podcast on the mic Subscribe, Subscribe. Educators spitting bars I guess you didn't know I might and humble Taking off life goals The classroom is my comfort zone Where I plant and sow. Seeds of knowledge, compassion, empathy and hope Reading is the key to unlocking your potential Countless benefits including cognitive and mental Regardless of the genre, books are highly influential Go get yours, I'll get mine Make you stride, money, mental, to me, and get down to this new year. With my friends, I had a very simple plan educate the masses through books and life lessons, the grand slam. I'm out. Tala for Elele, and welcome to the Reads with Rossa podcast. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. He is a musician, sound engineer, graphic artist, and a father. He is part of the Te Karanga Trust, who run creative youth development programs, mentoring our rangatahi. He's an MC known to many as North City Rizzi. Hey. Welcome to the show, Rizman <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. It's an honour, uh, my lord Uh Yeah, great to be here and I'm um, pleased to have the opportunity to share my story and yeah, just to connect with uh, another speaker person, you know, across the globe. Um, yeah, just to share stories.
0: Thank you, very man. Honestly, <laughs> just a little bit excited, cont- trying <laughs> to contain my excitement. Oh, it's dude. an honor. It is such an honor. You know, I appreciate your time. I know you are super busy. So just thank you for coming into the space. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get started, I'll just hand it over to you just to, you know, give us a brief introduction uh, and then we'll get going.
1: Cool. Uh, Māloi lele, Kia ora everybody. Uh nga ko Rizvan Tuitahi, uh, ko Lele mai mei pukotalaha pai, uh, mo tofoa tōngatapu, uh, kakau nōwhoheni silani o kalani. Uh, yeah, and uh, my name is Rizvan um, Tuitahi, uh, Tongan, uh, bahai. North Shore represent. Uh, born and raised in the islands, but uh, been in uh, Aotearoa for the majority of my life, and uh, been around Auckland City um, and do yeah, youth work a little bit of music and uh, yeah, pleased to be here.
0: Man, this guy, you are super humble. He's like, a little bit of music, we'll get into that, folks. We will get into that. This guy is super humble. Um, I want to ask about your name, eh? Like, because Rizvan, like, I was doing mm. some research, and I was like, I'm going to ask. Can you tell us, because um, I'm sure there's a really cool meaning to your name, like, where does that name originate from?
1: So uh, Rizvan is a name from the religion that I belong to, which is the Baha'i faith. Um, it's originally an Arabic name, so it's mm. spelled R I D V A N, Ridvan. Ridvan. Right. But um, because it's uh, my religion is from Persia or modern, now it's called Iran, they pronounce their names with a Z instead of a D. Um, mm. So that's where the remix comes from. And it's they pronounce it yeah, Rizvan. Rizvan. Oh, like, when you hear the Persians say it, they're like Rizvan. Mm. Um, but Rizvan means paradise. And it's just, I was born into the faith. and um, Yeah. Yeah, my parents just blessed me with the name and I've just carried it since these people don't believe me. They're like, oh that's a mean rap name, my bro. Like, what does it mean? You huh? like, no, yeah, is it your I... Tongan name
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I had to ask it because when I looked it up, I was just like, yeah. Yo, it must be related to his religion, but I gotta ask yeah. you. now. I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, so then tell us, like growing up on the shore,
2: yeah,
0: being Baha'i, um, being Tongan. Yeah, Man, what was that like? Culture shock, like coming um, over to New Zealand.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a remix because it's pretty rare for you know Paswika to be involved with uh, any religion other from Christianity. Mm. Um, so being born into it in Tonga, it wasn't too rare because we had a lot of big Baha'i, community Baha'i community in Tonga. I mean, mm. um, mm. when you go to Tonga now, you'll meet a lot of. Baha'i. Um, But coming from Tonga to New Zealand, yeah, culture shock. We had come to visit a couple of times and um, just spent most of the time with family. And even on the shore, you know, there's pockets of Tongan community, Samoan community. Um, And when we first came, my first experience of of Auckland was in a little area called Northcote, where my mom's sister lives. And we came and stayed here for almost a year. And Northcote's uh, mainly state housing. Mm. even on you know it's on the shore but um that's where a lot of government housing was and that's where we lived and yeah it was just brown and then we went back to tonga and then yeah my dad had an accident um in tonga but we were holidaying here um another year and then he had to come back to new zealand for um an operation so we ended up kind of shifting just to be with him and then ended Mm. up staying and his family, they had come and started in Greyland with everybody else in Ponsonby. And then when the dawn raids happened, my granddad was like uh, talking to his, to my dad's older brothers who were here um, working. Where are we going? Like, where are we off to? You know, like, the m- options were like Newland, mm. you know, like um, but my granddad was like, let's go somewhere where it's uh, close to a hospital um, and it's yeah, they kind of just saw it as a trap, you know, the, the state housing getting caught in the system, um, being, you know, beneficiaries, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of depending on the government. So my, my granddads kind of set that up. And when they moved to the shore, um, they all just settled there. My, my dad's got, uh, there's like 11 of them. So, a majority of them were here working. So they all just worked together, mm-hmm. uh, found this piece of land in, in uh, Glenfield and worked together. Bought another property, split everybody, you know, work, work, work. Bought another property, mm. work, 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 and yeah, they just kept, kept grinding. And they started a Tongan Methodist Church in North And um, so when we, so that was like seventies and eighties. By the time mm. my family came in ninety four, they were already settled on the shore. And I think that's why I rip it so hard. Cause like, why wouldn't mm. I be proud of that legacy that my grandparents, you know, my granddad had like brought all my my dad's siblings and that. We were one of the last to come from from Tonga. But yeah, culture shock, pārangis, everywhere, you know, growing up um, with all these houses around, we didn't have much, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird because we felt like everyone else was across the, over the bridge, you know, all the family and like all the other islanders,
2: they yeah. we were kind
1: of like struggling, who we were kind of struggling together, you know, because cousins and like our west and our south and central, we were all together and we were kind of like, I wouldn't say we were like, you know struggling poor but we didn't have a lot but mm. we'll kind of go through that in front of these Balinese and mm. like a rich neighborhood you know and it's a nice area like clearfield's a nice suburb um it's not like state houses or anything like North Korea and Haven the surrounding you know um suburbs so it was it was cool though to be exposed to other cultures because there was heaps of Filipinos when I was growing up in mm. high school and South Africans and it's cool I think it was it's a good it's a good place to be raised and be opened up to different, um, yeah, ethnicities and, you know, get to know other people and just connect. But I, I definitely didn't appreciate it until I left the shore. Mm. I felt like everyone else is on the other side. And I was, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a rich guy, you know, because he's like, man, you guys must be balling to be living out there. And it's like, I was blessed, like, definitely. Like, it was, it was cool to be out there. Um, and I think it wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't realize that it was. It made me unique. Um, once I kind of got involved in the music and that, and then like everyone else was like, "Oh, my name's uh, Savage from Madurewa. I'm, I'm Mareko from Rewa, and this from Mangere, and you know, everyone's from like West or Central." And I was just like, "Oh, <coughs> you know, <coughs> you know like, like." But I think the more I got into it and grew comfortable in my own skin and confident, I was like, now I gotta throw the flag up. Like, not for me, but for my little cousins, because I got like what we got like 36 first cousins in my in my dad's family and like they're gonna be looking at me. I mean, just in the music field and I want hey. them to be proud. You know, that's just that's part of our legacy. That's part of our our heritage. Um settling on that side of the bridge. And so for me as a young fan of hip hop, no one was coming out of my area. So mm-hmm. where's my template? Who am I going to, you know, little kids from um, um, Central will be looking at Shefu and going, yo, that's me. We Ponsonby, we Central Auckland, like, you know, we have someone that's up there. And it wasn't just Shefu, there's so many. Mm-hmm. And we just had on, that side, on the North. So I was just like, hey, man, I'm not the first because there was heaps of other crews that were doing their thing, but I'm going to definitely be um, going to make my mark for sure. So I've been throwing it up. And people like, man, what are you going to represent? Like, every verse in rap, you rap, gotta, you've got to mention it. Like, you get it. Like, I say, like, hey, man, if I pass and someone hears one of my songs and, I, and if I mention that, you know, this is just part of my thing, you know. It's like a, my trademark. I'm the ambassador mm-hmm. for, for North Harbour.
0: Yes. I think it's, you know what, I think it's great that you rap hard because, yeah. you know, thank you for sharing, you know, about your upbringing, you know, living out there on the shore because, um, you know, my parents, um, our family, well, my dad's older sister and her husband brought everyone over, you know, mm. bit by bit. And they actually were established out in Mirangi Bay. So oh, and then later on, later on, we moved, they moved over to, uh, Massey, like West Auckland. So all us mm. and the cousins, we all grew up there, but it's like a family tradition where mm. every year, um, or when I come home, like around Christmas, New Year's, we're like, let's yeah. go for a drive down to myrangi Bay. It's yeah, like, like, yeah. You know, my dad tells these stories from yeah, yeah, because they they didn't settle in Greenland; they were in our south. Yeah. Although we had um, my dad's first cousins, they were like relatives. Outside, yeah, but, you know, it's like so rare to hear you know Islanders, eh? Like yeah. they came and went straight to the North Shore. So I love yeah. listening to my dad's stories. Um, but yeah. the church they went to was over in um, Henderson, so out West Auckland. So oh, I think true. eventually that's why, uh, you know, with yeah. the Salmon church there that started in Grey Lynn and yep. then they s- established other branches and one was in Henderson. So eventually mm. everyone moved out west. So, But yep. we're always still like, oh, yep. you know, our Mairangi Bay tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool. I mean, that's part of your you know, your, your, your yeah. history, your heritage as well. like. I think it's just acknowledging it. It's, you know, it's kind of mm. cool to see the journey and, they, and yeah. it's like a little win, you know, if you're, especially if you're just coming from the islands, it doesn't right. matter where you end up, whether it is Otara or, you know, like Otahu, like it's part of your history. And that's why I acknowledge Northcote
2: because
1: mm. I, I, Glenfield is my area. Like that's that's what I represent. It's hard like that, that's where I'm at and my family are still out there, my grandparents and all that. But, um, Northcote is where all the Tongans were, and the the boys that came to my school, you know, and like, and my my mom's family were there, and so even though we only stayed there for a year back in the late eighties, like it, it it really left an impression on me, like because that's what I thought New Zealand was about, like there was heaps of brown people, because I thought Aotearoa was like the land of Maori, mm. and so when we came back again in the early nineties and lived in Glenfield, I was like. Um, <laughs> all the all the, brown people. All the brown people gone but um yeah you grow up and you understand but it's mm. cool it's cool to hear your your history as well you know and there's a lot of families that did settle firstly on the shore mm. um that I met met with even from like Devonport and other hummels from Myraney Bay um mm. Sunny Nook Beach Haven there's a lot of um salmon's in Beach Haven Birkdale. But yeah, for the others on the other side of the bridge, they're like North Shore, like a like Australia or something. They're like, idea, but now we know the bridge, and then there's yeah. like yeah. anything after that, it's like, oh yeah, I heard of Albany. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
0: Every, well, everyone has heard of Long Bay because of yeah, the Church Beach yeah. yeah. Church, right? Like, yeah, just like the big trick from South over into North Shore. Yeah. that's like North Shore. It's like a road you trip. Know, you know it's interesting uh you mentioned struggle right because i feel it's like you know when we have these conversations about where we're from in auckland it's like if you're from a certain area you don't know struggle but you know as you mentioned there's like different types of struggle Mm. and it's just do you know what i mean like i feel like our parents you know, any islander parents, you know, made that's you know, they made so many sacrifices, settled in yeah. different areas of Auckland, like struggle looks different, but doesn't yeah. mean you don't know struggle.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely. so yeah, um, I think even <laughs> with like rich baranies, like um the situation or the scenarios might be different, but the pain is still the same. Like mm-hmm. they might be like stressing over like mortgages, and we're just stressing over rent, but the mm-hmm. stress is still felt hey like it's still painful it's still hard and who are we to, to judge others pain other others struggles um mm. i think we just one thing i was talking about with one of the youngins in my programs the other night is focusing on your lane mm. you know and just like figuring out where your direction is and where you're headed and stop looking over at the other lanes because if you keep looking you're gonna crash well, you're not gonna see where you're going, and something's mm. gonna happen. You know, you just focus on your lane, man. Like, mm. people every now and then, but don't focus on others. Just do your thing and just keep moving forward. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's true.
0: Great advice. Um, you know, I wanna talk about um, music. Like,
2: mm.
0: your uh you know is it in the blood like were your parents um musicians or through church were you learning acting and singing and Mm. you know where does that come from because obviously you evolved later and became an mc you 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 know you were so you're involved in like hip-hop you know the hip-hop community but where is the beginning of that like what at what point were you like yo this is this is me this is this is something I'm going to pursue? Was it, when did it become real? Is it it something that you saw every day in Tonga?
1: Yeah. Nah, yeah, so as I mentioned before, we came in 94 to New Zealand, that's when we moved over, but 93, um, and prior to 93, it was just reggae, like Lucky Doobie, UB40, Jimmy Cliff, you know, Peter Tosh, all of that stuff, like just, just reggae influence back in the islands, and you know, a bit of local um tongue and stuff as well. But um, in '93, there was a new TV channel that opened up, and we had just got our first TV. And so, when this channel opened up, they had a program called TV3 Jams with a Z, and I was like, with a Z, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this breakthrough stuff, man. I was like, what the oh man. And so they had all these music videos from the States and it was like Dr. Dre, Cypress Hill, Criss Cross, Naughty By Nature, all this stuff. And I was like, I've heard this because other cousins have bought cassette tapes or when we came to New Zealand, I heard something, some other music that I was like, it was appealing to me. But when that hit, me and my brother were like, whoa, wanna be like these guys? So even in Tonga, as a kid, I was trying to like wear my baggy clothes and like put my clothes on backwards like cross, <laughs> cross,
0: cross. Cross. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and so after all that and then when my dad had an accident we came here for his operation and ended up staying here 94 golden year like we came to New Zealand on that year early 94 Snoop Dogg dropped Warren G dropped Band Thugs in Harmony Notorious B.I.G album dropped like Wu-Tang like Method Man like all of that stuff dropped that year and we had just come here cypress hill ice cube like that was the golden year for me like and and yeah i just absorbed everything we're just so like fascinated with the the style the imagery the sounds the slang and like my mom's family are all from the states they're all in california so and my granddad's like buried out there so we had that connection and i was always like one day i am going to you know go over there and see my family and like be a part of this music thing but obviously it was just stuck in the shore <laughs> and then we just started experimenting school was the mm. experimental stage um imitating you know trying to be like rappers like exhibit trying to be like oh yeah um, Daz who's a rapper from dog pound Snoop's cousin yeah um yeah trying to be biggie every now and then you know just the the, the classic trying to be Jay-Z and just imitating and then I think after high school, after all that imitating and trying to be other people, you start finding yourself in that in in that sound, you know, start finding your own stories and um finding a way to to share your story through that that medium. Mm. I was trying to rap like street stuff, but you know, mm. I'm not in about that life, like I'm from a strict as like education and home. <laughs> you know, right. like sheltered as but all of this these stories and my imagination was blown up so I was just trying to like copy these dudes but finally I was able to put my 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 story in some of my writing and just keep honing my craft and you know imitating other people until it became my own thing and then my own story and then even years later my own accent again, which is mm. a big thing like, you know to let go I still have minor like American pronunciations because right. that's what my you know my I, I, I'm used to but yeah you kind of find your own yourself in it and it's, it's such I'm um, just talking about it now it's such a beautiful like transformation for me to to get there um and there's yeah so many other milestones that contributed to that like one one was Tom Scott who's uh the rapper from homebrew Andrew. he dropped an 07 um and like the he came with the accent heavy mm. the key accent. And he just made it. He just opened up the floodgates. We we're like, bro, you sound good. You make it. You, 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 mm. look, you make it. Um, you know, you you look good with the accent, and you, you come through, and you you got the whole Qwiana slang stories and like all the references. And I was like, oh mate. So I just you know took from that, added to my thing, and yeah, carried on, and we're here today, still jamming away.
0: Um, you know, um, how have you managed to just stay in, I don't want to say game, but to stay on the, on the hip hop scene, to stay in, how have you managed to be an MC, um, in all this time, right? Because surely life, you know, happens and, you know, like in terms of creating music, it's, it's. Mm. I imagine it takes a lot of hard work and dedication, not just, you know, the storytelling, you know, writing your stories, but then getting into the production, all that kind of stuff. So how have you managed to just stay connected in all these years? Because you're super humble. I mean, let me just say, right, you are super humble because you, you know, honestly, (laughs) like I had to, I, I loved, I, when I do research, like, I think I know someone like, because I'm I'm kind of seeing what they're doing. But then when I researched you, I mean, you have done so much and you drop, you've got like, you've already done five albums, which is, I feel like in New Zealand, that's huge. Mm. If you're a rapper, that's huge. And you, you know, you've been on the scene for so long. You're writing for other people. I mean, we, I'm going to get into uh, your achievements, you know, as we go on, but um, I mean, you know, even your body of work, like, and you've talked about, you know, uh, growth as an artist. Like, how do you, with life going on, side, so, you know, yeah. and how do you, how have you managed to stay here for so long?
1: Man, I, I feel like it's just been a, a passion project this whole man, and and and, and people that I'm that I'm like collaborating with and like working with now you're gonna buzz out because i didn't even mention it in like like, this has been like 20 years this year that i've been like actually recording and but it's funny because um it was only 10 years in the last 10 years that i released as rizwan so it was like a second win. like it was a you know second phase for me um so so staying relevant or staying in tune with everything because, very mm-hmm. people my age, we ain't trying to listen to all the new stuff. My, my boy right. ain't trying to like, they're like, little who? Who's that? What? I do know who that is. Little baby. You know, they yeah. still still in the garage. They're still yeah. like listening to those classics that we still jam, but they ain't got time to be, you know, up to date with all the new who's and, mm. you know, all New um, artists and new music—they just they got what they've got, and they're just kind of stick to that. And I feel like because I'm so passionate about music, um, I feel like I to grow with the time and like evolve. But you know, not everyone's pa- that passionate about music, so I don't I don't blame people for like not knowing who. Some boys didn't even know like Kendrick. You know, like who's that? I'm, like, Are you try to hear about Kendrick, but i have intentionally done that. Like it's, uh, I've done this on purpose. I've listened to everything. I've kind of trained my ear. like It's like your taste buds. Some people, they're not into oysters. And then one day you'll give it a try and be like, oh. And you try it again a week later and be like, oh. And know you're kind of like developing and enhancing and expanding yourself musically. Um, same thing. But you just got to keep trying different things and then training yourself to Firstly, understand, and then you'll start to appreciate what it is, you know? Um, and even to this day, man, there's heaps of artists and sounds that I'm just like, oh, man, I didn't even, I can't, I'm not going to lie, I'm not gonna, I can't even get into that right now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to sit down and take it on. But I think I've just enjoyed it so much. Um, and I've had heaps of supportive people around me. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: my parents were kind of like, you need to go study, if you, you know, grad- like, graduate with a piece of paper. Um, you need to get some qualifications, but they're still being like, "Yeah, do your thing." You know, you can still do your music. They support. They're really grateful for what I've done. Um, my wife, she's been like always pushing me. She lets me do my music. Mm-hmm. I always, wear what I, do. I always have a little setup somewhere so I can like, get into my creative space. And at the end of the day, I'm not too fast if people listen to it or not. Like mm-hmm. something I'll be doing regardless. I don't know how long for. But like even the projects that I've done in the last ten years, that was mainly for myself and Mm -hmm. maybe closest friends that you know they still mess with me and like oh yeah I like that verse and I do it for Mm -hmm. them and for me and I'm just I think grateful that other people are listening too Um, and Mm -hmm. it's made it different platforms like you know made it onto Spotify and YouTube and yeah Mm -hmm. I'll just be it's just an intention Mm -hmm. that's. Like I just I've I've made myself stay in stay in the loop. Mm. Yeah, you know
0: I like I like that song Lost in Translation because you shout out rappers, um, and I think you've mentioned some of them here today. Yeah. Then you're also you know really acknowledging, um, you know those who paved the way like Kiwi crews and the pioneers Mm. and it's, it's crack out. You're talking about like, you know, having to, you know, when you used to record like on tape cassettes and like on the VHS thing, like, it's. I was just like, yo, you know, like, you know, just giving flowers to those who have paved the way. And yeah. Yeah.
1: I think as a young man, like we'd admire, like we'd we'd be like shocked to see other artists, um, other Islanders, Mm. on tv you know and there weren't too many um and the ones the names that come to mind is the ones that shouted out of that song like lost tribe mm, right. ermine you yes. know like later on scribe and deceptive right. and that but like even as a young and like day hummel man he's been mm. around for a long time kinkapisi yeah and they're still on you know i've heard kinkapisi rap the other the other uh um, month and he's still yeah. sharp. He's still got shady. it he's still yeah. like yeah. he's
0: still like um doing those ciphers. Like he's like, yeah. I can take all the young it. <laughs> yeah.
1: and he sees it like I'm I'm yeah. out there to like murder everybody, like yeah. lyrically. Like I don't care what it is, I'm doing my best, and that's yeah. that's that's it. I think that's why he's still in it.
2: Because
1: mm. he's he's intentionally trying to be the best and he's still hungry for it, and that's crazy. And like mm. Shay still out here doing his thing. When we first got into the country and Superguru was like popping off. Right. And he was singing with that, with that yeah. band, you know. And I'm like, oh, is it an Islander? You know, on the mm-hmm. video clips. And then he'd break, break off, did his own thing. That. that album was crazy. His first album was crazy. So we're just being fanning, still mm-hmm. fanning. Mm-hmm. The fanboys of all the artists that are coming through, even the young'uns. Mm-hmm. And I think um the reason why I feel like I've been able to connect with a lot of the newer artists is because I I give them their flowers. Right. People keep talking about giving me flowers as I'm an oldie and, you know, being around. But even the youngest deserve flowers because mm. it's not easy. It's not easy to um, take time away to focus on, on something like this. Mm. There's not much money in the music, you know, unless you're super commercial and mm. killing it like Savage, you know, as Cry was doing before. But... There's so many artists out there, so many talented people, and it's all a passion project for, for the most part. Like, There's mm-hmm. not that much money in it unless you're touring everywhere in Australia and all that. But if you're in it, man, you know what it is, you know, but you're just going to mm-hmm. keep, keep pushing. So when I see youngins come up and really give it their all, I'm just like, I'll just message. Like I don't have any problem or like ego. We all have egos. But I'm not. I don't have an ego to the point where I'm not being like, oh, that guy's bad. Oh, I'm gonna try like beat him or like oh, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna ignore him or like you know. I, honestly, there's some some of the youngest intimidate me because they're so good and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta step up, man. I gotta keep it up. But I I'll still message and go, bro. I love that song. You dropped. Their video was bad, like you know. And they're just like, oh man, it's good to hear from my OG. And I'm like, man, they call me an OG. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I growing up and all that, but I'm, like, I'm still, I'm still jamming. I'm with you. We're in the same walker. Mm. We're still on the journey. We're still, ma- we're just artists. We're just creatives. Don't put anybody on the pedestal because you like the song. And you thought they were better. Now, bro, bro, we're all just creatives.
0: Mm. You know that Red Bull 64 bars. You know, like mm. David Dallas was like handpicking like MCs. because eh? yeah. it was there that I realized I was like. Oh, Rizvan! Like when I saw that when that came out, I was like, "Damn, he's still, you know." I I, he's still... I was like, "Why he still on the game? Like he's still recording, he's still putting out yeah. music." Um, man, what was that experience like for you? Where you just kind of like, "Oh, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna step up and do this."
1: Nah, that's so funny that you brought that up because um, yeah. Uh, the people who were around when I was younger and when I first started in the scene, um, coming through like these other crews, uh, D1 from out west and and Breaking Records, and you know, I had connected with David Dallas through Breaking Rick, and all these other artists kind of seen me back there. And then I stopped, like, I went through a hiatus and I was just working, I was just like bouncing and doing factory jobs. I I actually tapped out from the dream, like, I'd given up a little bit, and I just felt like it wasn't going anywhere. So, yeah, I went to to do that and so I started um after I went to study did sound engineering graduated and then I decided to do my own studio and go yeah I'm going to record all these artists that I'm connected to and I'll make money that way because now I'm an audio engineer so I put the studio little home studio together and nobody came <laughs> <laughs> nobody came and you know I was like I should just record my demos like the right. stuff I've been messing around with or any old stuff that's still being saved, and that's how I started releasing stuff like again. Mm. And So I, I decided to just stick with my name. Um, I used to go by Young Quest or just Quest, yes, um, through Break and Wreck, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so dropped a couple of projects. And then Dave was like, Bro, we've got the 64 bars of you're keen to jump on. And so when I did do it, it was just an old song, um, called mm. Phoenix that I just pre-wrapped because it has to be sixty-four bars. Anyone that knows me in the game, they know I am like the worst guy when it comes to memorizing my own lyrics because I don't, I don't write it to know it. I just write right. it to let it go, and then that's it. I don't want to hear it again. I don't want to perform it. I don't. I have no intentions of performing these songs. So, yeah, people, people named the other artists know me for that. But um, when I did do sixty-four bars, you said like, "Oh, this one, he's yeah,
0: that's that's because I remember so, you as Young Quest. That's what I was like, yeah. Hey Rizvon is just Rizvon? like what? Yeah, the? yeah. What?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny because when I started that on that video, the first thing I say is old man Rizzy. That's what I say on that. Because I'm like, this song is something old, and David Dallas is like an old connection. So right. I felt like he knows me. I've been around, you know. And I um, kind of said that just off the bat. Like I didn't, I didn't mean to, it just came out like that. And I was like, Man, so people like you and others still <laughs>
2: like,
1: he's back, like he's and then there was a whole generation, and I was like, Who's this guy? Mm. Who's this new dude? You know, like, who's that new dude that's like out of nowhere, and how did he get on to 64? Right, even bring it up, like, I don't right. go, oh, bro, how are you? unless people did and start going, bro, you know, then I'll explain it. But I don't want to, it's not my role to like, right. you know, explain everything to everyone, so I just did it and then. Heaps of people were like, man, how did you get on? Like, how did you? Yeah, because get- he
2: had a piece of connection. <laughs> yeah. was like, just- this guy? <laughs>
1: yeah. He's this dude from the shore. Like, out of nowhere just gets a, a Red Bull thing. But mm-hmm. no one knew, like, the steps that had taken the journey beforehand and mm-hmm. the connections that were made. Um, and I'm not going to say me and David Dallas are, like, super tight. We, just, we were just in a collective together, you know? Right. We were just under the same umbrella, but we weren't, like, hanging out. But, it was just, yeah, just networking. And I think, yeah, it was just buzzy to to come out like that and get get some love shown by a whole bunch of new fans, you know, or new people who appreciated that. And you're like, oh, that's bad. And, yeah, just a lot of Tongans were like, yo, because um, the majority of Tongans, they're, well, this is just my own um, view. They're mm. into, like, a lot of commercial stuff or, like, You know, they go as far as Tupac and Biggie, but no underground, no, like, local. Yeah, they're not
0: into the indie, like, represent. It's it's not a
1: really thing for them, you know? Yeah. And so I think they kind of, the people that came across it and showed love, I was like, that's cool, because they kind of get a glimpse of what it's like in the local scene and, you know, kids that are coming up or youngins that are doing their thing. So it was cool. Oh, yeah, I really appreciated that opportunity. Shout out to Dave and and Ben from Red, Red Bull at the time. But, yeah, it's just, bro, Nipsey said it, It's a marathon, you know? Even Swinit. it's like, my yeah. one number one um, example when the people ask it. I'm like, you guys think these guys just popped out of nowhere? Well, these guys have right. been doing this for, like, over 10 years. I've yeah. seen their name around, and no one knew who they were, you know? Mm. And others would have named them from Kuja Lounge, or, like, the gigs they used to do way back in the days. Mm. And I think it's a, yeah, it's a good... um Model to look at and just understand that patience, resilience, and it's a marathon. Just keep it's not you know, we're not sprinting, man. Just Mm. keep at it, things will happen. Mellow Downs, Diggy Dupe, these dudes are like popping off now, getting some commercial success and starting to branch into that, trying to cross over into that bigger, bigger market and hopefully Mm -hmm. Australia. But they started. You know, long time ago, man, and the garage just like everyone else, but you can't just expect to like chop a song and,
0: right,
1: yeah, and just blow up. And that yeah. brings a whole new like angle to um, understanding the uh, like anxiety, you know, like when you release music and it doesn't pop off the way you think or you hope,
0: mm-hmm. you gotta
1: deal with it, you know, and you doubt yourself and all that stuff, but of depression kicks in and you're like, man, am I even that? Am I even good? Like, Mm. are people even trying to hear this. It's hard. Like, you know, I've seen so many youngins come through passionate, so much fire. I mean, I'm gonna do this, I going to drop this EP, I've got visuals and, everything. and then merch, I wanna sell merch, mm. and then they drop that song that they put all their eggs in one basket, all the expectations, and then it I'm not gonna say it flops, but it doesn't do as good as they right. wanted it. It's just like ah, oh, tap out. Oh, this right. is too much, you know. Mm. But, um yeah, the mm. heaps of things, mental health, all of it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um. I wanted to uh, on that because, uh, you know, on your Gemini Three uh, album, the the recent. Well, I mean, 2019, right? That was the last album that you yep. released. But there's that night and day intro, and there's a yes. there's all these things that you're talking about in there. Like you talk about your granddad. You talk about moving from the north to the south. You talk about yeah. people passing. You hurt your back. Um. Yeah. You talk about life things, right? You know. Yeah being part of a village but then there's like resentment and there's like family commitments like there's like that song is so powerful man like and i was thinking because you know listening you know when you listen to where you started and go through you know each project and then get to that and i'm like you know life life goes on you know like you said it's it's it's, you know it's it's not it's not about the sprinting right it's this marathon Mm. it's this you know, like, and just thinking about, you know, how you've evolved. Like, can you talk about that song? Because then other things you talk, it's the family stuff, but then you're also talking yeah. about, like, empowering the rangatahi. So when I was listening, yeah. it was like, you can hear the shift, right? Yeah. Um, I guess the mindset and priorities, you talk about overcoming mountains and things yeah. like that, and that time is precious. And in terms of what you've shared so far, I, I feel like that song's, I mean, Wait, I could be bot and totally misreading it, actually. But I feel like that song just speaks to your journey. Like, um, I mean, there's all these other songs that I love from your albums, but I was like, "Yo, this song—it just—it's really empowering. It's, you know, it inspires." So maybe i don't know. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that song? Yeah,
1: you just—you caught me off guard. Um, that track was just a—you know—it was just a summary of what was going on for me and my thoughts. And honestly, I think you're right. That is probably one of the most powerful things that I've written because it was pretty honest, mm-hmm. and I felt uh, I was going through a lot of stuff myself. Yeah, I can't remember how I injured my back, but I injured my back, mm-hmm. and I was like on the couch for ages. Um, yeah, my, my my granddad just passed away. Um, there's a suited, actual sorted music video um, mm-hmm. that they shot during my granddad's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make it, and I felt so bad. I told Spike, I was like, Bro, I, I can't come. I'm, I'm about to bury my granddad. I'm not coming to a music video. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. boy. But I can't make it. And I'm not on the music video. My verse is still on there, but I'm not there. And I think that was just a testament. You know, it's just, it's pretty much just a um, a timestamp of that year, that, you know, that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were out in Manarewa at the time. Um, just me and my family. Um, and this is just before I had my youngest boy. Mm. Uh, we've, got a, we've got an older son and we got this young one who's here now. And there was kind of like a build up before he came. Um, and yeah, uh, I talk about um, mental health and like how I was feeling a bit depressed. There's a bit of resentment there because mm-hmm. we're kind of on the journey with... Um, well, Diggy and Mello were kind of like working together and collaborating. And I don't know, I just kind of had life hit me, you know? I, had, like, I got married, mm. um, I had to like focus on rent, you know, and bills. And the music just kind of took a backseat, seat and they kind of moved forward. And like, I'm, I'm super proud, but I'm not going to mm. lie. I kind of felt like like mm. left out, but there was my own, That was my own doing, like this is what I chose to do. But you know, uh, with actions come reactions, and that was just my reaction. Like, oh man, I, man, these guys are doing good. Like, I should be there, but at the same time, I'm not. You know, like I, I got to be here. And it's just thoughts. It's just, and it's good to reflect. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a thing. I think it's just like pouring out. Um, but you just like you picked out a, a, a whole bunch of points that I had because I, I don't know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. In my head. Like, I can't even get the song, but. I know a few of those things that you said, and yeah, that's why you, I think you caught me up guard, because I'm like, man, there's a lot of things going on at that time, and I was, I'm was i glad I was able to put that down into a song, and for, so mm. much has happened since then, and so next project that I'm working on, which will be later on this year, is mm. definitely going to be on that same line from that intro, you know, mm. um, night and day. Yeah, and so that, that's the whole concept. And I don't think I've really ever explained this night and day. Um, and i got it tattooed on my lips at the sun of the moon. Sorry. I mean, the sun of the moon is being just like the, the light in the dark. And you're like trying to balance in between. And some days I wake up and I'm like, if the world. I don't care. You know, like, whatever, bro. Do whatever. I don't care. Do your thing. <laughs> some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I love you, bro. Like, you know, sunshine. You know, and like love the world, like peace and harmony, and and I think it's just trying to find the balance, and that's why I called that project night and day because
2: mm.
1: we're all constantly going through like tunnels and ups and downs and peaks and chops and you know, moon and hour, and it's just light and dark, you know, night and day is finding the balance, and it's okay to be spending time in both, like it's just mm. life can't be like all jolly and happy-go-lucky 24-7, 365. Like, right. And I think it's just accepting that, that that's just part of living, part of mm-hmm. the marathon, not always smooth sailing. But, yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing to that you brought mm-hmm. that up.
0: Um, You know, with your music, you know, with your projects, I'm sorry, I'm still going on about the projects, but, you know, I want to talk about Tongan language. Yeah. The importance of tongue and language. What I really love, um, like the intros and the outros of your um, most of your projects. It just, or the it just kind of like weaves in and out. This like, it's not like the tongue and language. There are as, uh, like whether it's people speaking or yeah. um, it's singing, and that's so dope, bro. Like. I know that your language is super important um, and you're a huge advocate for, you know, keeping the language and the culture alive. Um, can you speak to that?
1: Wait, oh, yeah, for sure. I think um, when we talked about uh, when you were introducing me and, and sharing, you know, who I am and, and I was sharing too about being a Baha'i, uh, being and being from the North Shore, I think these are all aspects of ourselves, and like, um, what's it called? We're, we're multifaceted, you know? Yes. Like, there's so many parts and angles, and we're not only just like monotone. There's colors, and like, there's a spectrum. And I think um, language is a part of uh, your anchors, uh, as, a, as an anchor to your identity or your ethnical identity. Mm. Um, for me, it's just, it's tongue, and So, I'm trying to connect through language, through dance, or even just through clothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll wear my ewhaikanga when I perform. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. you know, wear a ta'wala and like represent, throw the flag up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think why it's important is because, because as a youth worker, it's it's identity. If, you're, if, you're, if you don't know who you are, you're just floating. Like mm-hmm. you're not anchored to anything. You're just in the air. Just lost. Them. Maybe you got a job. Maybe you got a partner. Maybe you got flash cars or a house, but you're not anchored to the ground like the Finua, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And who are you? Like, who, if you don't know that, then I think you, you just you're just not complete. So I always try to encourage and try to empower other islanders, other Vespeka, um youth to to use their language to like normalize that in our music because music is another form of language is communication, mm. but it's a modern thing. So the youth are like, you know, they're down with it. It's cool. And they can accept it. They can hear it. Mm. If you have a, an elder, uh, talking in Tonga going, Hey, you know, like preaching and lecturing block, you know, zoned out, cancel, not trying to hear it because mm. the, the form of communication is, it's too uh, disconnected, you know, there's miss, missing parts in there. And the biggest thing is the language. If your grandparents are like, oh, speaking to you in Salomon and saying all these histories, and you're like, oh, I could only pick up a few things, man, lost in translation, bro. Like, you're gonna and then you're gonna try to pass on that little bit that you knew next to your grandchildren or your children, but you don't have the full picture because you didn't understand it fully. And then Chinese two, three generations down, that story is wrong. You're talking, oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. Uh, uh Maori came from uh, Hawaii, and, uh, something happened, like, bro. You, you know, you gotta like, you gotta communicate. And because they don't, they don't know uh, the elders. Their English is limited. We mm. gotta find the middle ground, or you gotta go back and like, reconnect. Like we see all the classes that are happening around the city, like you know, with PEC and like, all the Angaul classes, and like you know, um, Tongan classes happening. Mm. And people are trying to reconnect because it, when you go to those sessions, you'll see heaps of oldies in there mm. that have missed out for years. Um, and so me incorporating it into my music, that's just my five cents of like, come on, guys, reconnect. Like, your mother tongue is important. Mm-hmm. And I, I with my son, he's, my wife's Samoan. So she speaks to him in Samoan, I speak to him in Tongan. And we just try it as much as we can. And we encourage our families. Mm-hmm. No English, you know, just speaking in speaking tongue, in Tongan. Even if you think he doesn't understand, mm-hmm. if you normalize, he picks it up, he'll get it, and he does now. Like I speak to him in Tongan as much as I can, like probably eighty percent, eighty-five percent of the time, it's just Tongan. And there's things I'll tell him to, like turn off the light, turn on the light. And I think he doesn't know, but he does because I just have to point, and he'll go, oh, okay. That's he's saying to hit the switch, and like it's small steps. He's going through his own marathon with language, you know. But if you don't um nourish and water that plant, it's not going to grow, and so. Just gotta keep tapping at it a bit by bit, and yeah, language—it's a—it's a, such a complicated thing because at the same time, it doesn't define you as a tongue or Samoan right. or anything, you know. Because others will be like, "Oh, I'm like half cursed," or mm. oh, don't worry about fractions, bro. <laughs> mm. Just you know, Samoan, like you're tongue but just because you don't know the language doesn't mean you're less tongue than me or less, you know? Exactly you to, to to represent, but it's just. Everyone's at different stages of their journeys. And you can't, just like I said, stick to your lane. Don't be judging other lanes and like looking over and going, hmm. "Hmm, you plastic? (laughs) Those ones. (laughs) ones. (laughs) It's not helping nobody, you know, not even yourself.
2: Hmm.
1: But yeah, the longest answers.
0: (laughs) You're all good, man. This is very... This is great, this is insightful stuff For real, you know I was wondering about Your storytelling, like how do you Describe uh, your storytelling um, mm.
1: Musically mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think I was explaining Before about imitating people And mm-hmm. I'll take like The best parts, the people that I know So I mentioned exhibit Exhibit to mm-hmm. me was just like a bit of Uh, confidence and aggression in his voice. I took a little bit of that where I can and applied it to my own thing. I took uh, from Daz, like a dog pound rapper. Mm -hmm. He's like a gangster rapper. Talks a lot of rubbish and gang stuff, which I don't take, but I like his flow. So Mm -hmm. the way he like manoeuvres his words and like Mm -hmm. um, his phrasing, I'll take that. And then from Nas, I'll take his stories, the way he describes, Mm -hmm. the way he like plays the words the way he he uses words that just makes you think you know it's just a, another level it's like there's beginners and there's intermediate and then there's the pros you know yeah. when you get to that level you're able to understand and like use words that you'd have to like look up in a dictionary or you'll take mm. time to contemplate well, what does that mean you know mm. and i think i've just been trying to take it to that level where i can I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a, like an eloquent like dude. Like I don't. I, my head is going like this, and then when it comes out of my mouth, it's not as good as I think. So I think that's why writing for me is um, such an awesome thing. So I can take my time, mm-hmm. and then when I when I share a story, say so yeah, like I, I don't know, I talk about an experience in high school, like maybe that um, prize giving where I tripped over in front of the whole school, and then you know. And then I embarrass myself. I'll just take that experience and then find all the words that can help me to express it as visually as descriptive as I can, and so people can like understand. And there's a process that um, I, I I share in my my classes that I run in youth justice, and it's pretty much brainstorm key words, like taking key words from that brainstorm and then slowly um structuring sentences from those. And the brainstorm to me is like, it's not the best analogy, but it's like when you have a, a gun, and you need ammunition. If you only got two bullets, you know you might not hit. Like you might miss. So when I, when I brainstorm, I okay, go get as many bullets as you can, so you can hit your target. So as many, and I still do it. And but because I'm older and I've been doing it for ages, I don't brainstorm on my paper anymore. It's just. All in my head and I just, Mm. I do the brainstorm and then I'll pull the keywords out and then I'll type all the keywords and then, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a process, but Mm. yeah, you do it long enough and then it's like
0: second nature. So, you know, you're working with, you're, you're part of a lot of really cool um, community initiatives. Yeah. Um, can you speak about the Navigators Programme, which is um, something with the Te Karanga uh, Trust that you guys yeah. have been doing? There's like the OMAC one and then is yeah. the other one at Te Oro or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there's
1: Te Oro, which is out east. Um, mm-hmm. We have central, uh, the Wesley Community Centre and out mm-hmm. west at Tamanawa Manawa, which is our west gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new... There's a new shopping center area around there. I think it's in the library to Manawa. Mm. but um, yeah. Navigators is an initiative that was started by Te Karanga Trust. Te Karanga Trust, um, just to cater to a lot of the creatives in the community, but not just to cater to them, but also also to utilise the spaces in the community. Like mm. this Te Oro, um, it's a you know council facility out east, right. but um, the community just pretty much walked past, and they're just like. I'm not allowed in there, like that doesn't look like a place for me. You yeah. know, they probably feel out of place if they went in there, but it's theirs, it mm-hmm. belongs to them, it belongs to the community. So and obviously there's a lot of creatives, um, young people who are trying to get into music, and it doesn't have to be music, it's poetry. Probably just mm-hmm. want to connect because we have a lot of like space to call it all and share. Um, so we just pretty much open that the spaces up for that, and um it's it's running really well. Yeah, so we have those four, and we also have uh, Wahine uh, Lead Navigators on Thursdays, which mm. is also in Central, uh, which is a whole new dynamic for Tekaranga Ka- Te Trust because we've never had that many females in our team. And now wow. we have, like, three awesome girls who are not just talented, but they're, they're deep, <laughs> you know, like, they're on. Like, you can have – I've had some conversations with them, and you can just tell that – they're really grounded down to earth, and mm. um, they'll be also mentors for the other young wahine, you know, females to come through in the community. So yeah, we're just just catering to the creatives in the community and just trying to help them um, through that that marathon. Really, just giving guidelines for mm. us experienced ones who are still on the marathon but have seen a little bit more and go, "Bro, maybe don't do that. Like, try this or mm. come through and like talk and." I call it the dojo, like where we have our all, because it's like where you practice, um, not just musically, but where you practice life, where you practice sharing, where you practice being vulnerable and being able to unload and share in a space where there's respect, there's no judgments. And we set that culture within the group and we I like, oh, you guys know there's no mocking, you know, and I make sure that no one's trying to judge anyone else and, you know, their struggles. And yeah, it's a cool space and I think it's really, um, it's working wonders for a lot of the the young ones who don't have that the, that space anywhere else. And it's, it's really cool. We're just blessed to be a part of it.
0: Mm. You know what? When you think about um, you know an art, being an artist, a creative, um, what's your biggest achievement? Like, I mean, success looks like many things. Um, mm. What's one of the biggest achievements for you uh, thus far? Twenty years in um
1: man i'm gonna be honest my favorite thing that i've achieved is um that people consider me a cool dude like he's just a cool guy like you know he's a good good dude that's it he's a good dude oh man that's that's better than any like amount of numbers i do on youtube or spotify and yeah it's 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 another. It's deeper than that as well, but mm-hmm. um, just at surface level, like I, I just want to leave that as the um, you know as my legacy of just being a, a good dude who just who made music, and
0: mm-hmm. I still
1: feel uncomfortable getting compliments and you know getting praises for things. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to like um, navigate through that. You know, we all, as, especially as Pasifika, we're supposed to practice humility, but you yeah. know, there's a there's a threshold where it's yeah too humble to a fault and it becomes an issue, it becomes a problem. So yeah. you got to find that, that middle ground where you're like, yeah, I can do this and this is what I do. You know, I'm pretty yeah. good at it. Or like people are like, pray you're bad, bro. It's mean, rap. I love that verse. And usually it's like, oh. oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, imposter syndrome, bro. Bro, right? Bro.
0: Imposter syndrome, bro. bro. I feel Just you. Going, you right? Thank you. Ma. And yeah. I've been
1: practicing. Like, oh, Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it. Love, oh thanks bro yeah cheers man thanks for the love mm. and it's like it feels good to accept it not not just because you, you, you're not being rude by like oh you know trying to trying to avoid it but mm. also when you accept it I feel like you're telling yourself like it's true you're good you know and why not you've been doing it for 20 years bro mm. it's not a bad thing like you know own it and my, my mm. wife says that all the time like own it like you know That's what your that's your ability. Like that's your talent. That's your gift. Like own it. Just just Mm -hmm. take it on and go. Yo, this is what I do. Yeah, I'm good at it. I I can help you with it too. All good. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Have you written a lot for other artists? Like I don't want to be a a your ghostwriter, but a (laughs) your (laughs) ghostwriter. I know. I know. I'm I'm
1: like.
0: (laughs) I mean.
1: (laughs) 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 Um. I don't think that's a thing here. And well, yeah, not I'm, an not, argument, I'm not gonna right? say not not to that to that extent, but um right. I've helped people with their rhymes, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't write for them, but I've, I've yeah, just... helped yeah, help them like put their sentences together. Oh no, bridge try this, what about this yeah, line? Yeah. But it's just mostly the youngins, you know. Yeah, yeah. The other people around me that they actually write like Diggy and Mellow and that they're, they're on a whole other level, like they wouldn't need that. Yeah, but I think um yeah, just sharing ideas with mm-hmm. others. And like being able to, I feel like people are so precious with their art. And I used to be,
2: I'm mm. like,
1: oh no, I'm not going to share this song. They might bite it. Or like, <laughs> wanna, you know, I don't want to rap this verse because they might like take my ideas.
2: They I'd steal it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they might steal it and bite it. But I think like, just got to let it go. You know, like sometimes you hold on to something too long and then it's, you suffocate it. Mm. You just, you know, you just got to let it go. And if you believe in yourself and back yourself, then you know that there more goodness is going to come, man. You're going to have some fire bars come through. Don't worry. Let Stop it out, man. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing, man. That's the actual thing in, in the scene. And I think yeah. ar- around the global, yeah. they're so precious. And they're like, oh, I, I don't know. I want to drop it in a few months and you yeah. know, just put it in the vault. But, man, it's going to go stale, man. Drop it. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Friendly, you got some more fire to come through.
0: We had, um, you know, 2021 Silver Scroll Awards. that you know, mm. they released the top 20 list there. So, um, oh, yes. yeah, do you remember that? You, you forgot yeah, it? Yeah. You like you put that over there and forgot nah, about it. So well, you, yeah, tell us a little a, bit about that.
1: Nah, that was an actual five cents. Like that was a literal five cents to the bro's song. Mm. He just he showed me an idea, and he goes, "I can hear you sing this better than me." That was it. Mm. It was his lyrics, and I just added a, another extra little bit, but that was it. Mm. Um, So I, I, I felt like I couldn't even claim that, you know, because it was the first <laughs> song. It yeah. was the first song, and he just he just shared and uh, an, like a demo with me. He was like, oh, Rizzy, can you sit, re-sing this? And I was like, bro, mm-hmm. that's all good. That sounds all good as it is. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I, I hear your voice, and I, I want mm. you to do all those little Aww. how many things you do. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a damn, man. And I, I did it, added a little bit. He was like, that's it. And right. then he took it, put it on his album, and it's like, yeah, it's a favorite song of mine as well. Because he's he's a meme. Mean... yeah. Shout out to Adam. He's he's a bad yeah. rapper. Um, that's cool. But yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna. Nah, yeah, I can't play <laughs> that. Man, like, that's sad. Not claim like, but you know, yeah. Oh, you, like you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you scoop me up, I'll jump in the ride, and we'll, you know, like trying to hitch a ride with the homie, <laughs> Piggybacking on his marathon, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, I appreciate it. Um, yeah it was cool got heaps of you know heaps of people showed love and like oh this is mm. silver scroll I was like oh i was like oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's the very <laughs> song but yeah it's cool to see you know see my name up there but no nah, i can't even claim that
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, um fatherhood how has it changed you made you a better person um you know oh. is your son gonna be a rapper
1: just oh man <laughs> i don't know what he's doing i don't know my um I know they, they love music. Uh, both my boys, they, they're into their music. Uh, the little one is a bit of a firecracker. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just, what I want to do is um, encourage and empower. Like, I love my dad. I a bit like, warm well, my heart. But there was, you know, no one's perfect. And even when you love your parents, you admire them, there's still things that, you know, they might have could have done better. And for me, one of those things was because he was so focused on education, and I'm grateful for that too. But he didn't give uh, sports a chance for me. I, you know, as a young and I was like, I was really into sports. I was, but I never he didn't water that plant for me. You know, so I didn't get that chance to like really play basketball, or I wasn't even allowed to play rugby. And, like, my first rugby game, he wasn't really, like, oh, weren't you? I see you walking at the back there. You know, that was my first game. I don't know. I didn't even know how to play on that game. Like, I just went because the boys were, come, like, covers, come play, come jam. Oh, yeah, just going along. And then I had fun, and I was like, man, I should really learn how to play. And then going home on the ride home was like, oh, you know, you gotta, you're, you're too unfit. You shouldn't, you know, you should probably try another sport. And I was like did you play rugby, man? <laughs> 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 I had at the back of the band. <laughs> you know, criticism and, you know, trying to talk like you were like a First of Dean or something back in Tonga, you know. But that that was a good lesson because I feel like, and it's a hard thing for me to um, try to counter as a, as a father to like empower and encourage because that was my template, my dad. Like the things that he did and even the things that he did wrong, it's in me. Because I've i watched it. That was my, my model. So you know, it's a model of so I'm trying to like go over that and encourage my boys to do what they want. Um whatever it is, whether it's um being a tradie, working in carpentry, being if you, if they want to be musicians, you know, and just being there for them, just being encouraging, um supportive. Um like a lot of other parents that, you know, and, but yeah, no one's perfect, but that's definitely one of the things for me in fatherhood, um, uh, that I've learned is to just try and be supportive, um, and, you know, um, help guide them through that damn marathon and, and their journey. Uh, and also just being, <laughs> being more selfless. Mm. Um, I've always been a, like, I'm hungry, I want to go eat. Oh, yeah, what I want to eat. Uh, I feel like there's food in New Lin, the Vietnamese, like oh, yeah, I wanna go there and eat. Like that's just me. Like I will go, I'll do what I need to do or like what I want to do. But as a father, you're supposed to you know the kids first. You know? And so I think um that's probably a bad example, but it's just it's just kinda like get getting used to the idea of like being responsible responsibilities um and priorities you know um yeah it's been a big thing i think as a young and i ran away from a lot of responsibility being the eldest son and i was trying to like rebel as a young and got in trouble uh pretty much almost got kicked out of home uh just didn't get along with my mom my mom was just like didn't even say you know you didn't have to even talk it's just Just that that disappointment and i was just like man i'm just i'm just like this man walking around the house just like taking up space you know i'm I'm out you know i think um yeah that's just that's a massive learning curve like going through life and always lessons everything happens for a reason that's my album so when i said that i'm dropping a project at the end of the year that's my last album 10 years i dropped my first Rizwan project 20, 2012. 2012 and this is 2022 and I think bro, I'm not gonna expose myself and like put myself on blast but I, I'm past the 30 year mark and I'm <laughs> heading towards 40 and I just don't think I should be up on stage trying to rap, you know, at this age, so I'm, I'm gonna bow out <laughs> humbly and just um, do my last so those other projects were, I called them EPs, you know, they're mm. just like seven, right. eight songs so I'm gonna do a full album um and drop it in October and it's called Everything Happens for a Reason. Yeah, I don't think I would say that to anybody.
0: I'm excited, bro. I yeah. honestly I can't wait. Like yeah. a full album. Oh man.
1: I think it's um <laughs> yeah, so like when you when you yeah, that's why you caught me off guard when you explained that those little there's bits that you picked up off of that intro song Mm. because that was like a a glimpse and i think just like when you connect with people and there's layers and it's slowly like peel back the layers and get to know the person Mm. i know it's been 10 years and i've been doing my thing for a while but i still haven't really shared myself
0: Mm. as
1: you know like and it probably never will share to the core but i want to I really want to touch on some topics and subjects that I've never touched on or Mm -hmm. never explored, and I've never really talked about, um, yeah, fatherhood as as deeply as uh, um, as as deep before. Like I want to really get into it and explore it uh, creatively Mm -hmm. and create something because these songs are like um, they're like monologues, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just it's like memoirs um and i just want to yeah i just want to leave like a good a good book or good like memo um i don't even know what it's called one of those diaries like a journal yeah memoir
0: journal. journal yeah
1: and i think like if someone looks at my my journal and reads it i want them to see who i really am what i've been through and not filter it um but not you know not just throw myself out there to the dogs to be like judged in that but I feel like um, there's a lot of people that have gone through a similar journey and similar struggles and who would be empowered by me sharing it you know um, in such a public uh, medium because a lot of people think um, they're alone in their struggles a lot of people think they're isolated and they don't have anyone they can connect to but Man, there's so many people out there going through the same thing. Hey, and I think um, I'm, I'm blessed to have that, that platform. I'm blessed to have that yeah. microphone where I'm able to uh, address things that are personal, but to the masses, you know, it's available publicly. And that's, I mean, that's art. That's art. Like people paint pictures that evoke emotion. People mm. sing songs that... Um, bring up memories and, you know, we, we do rap music, does the same thing, sharing those stories and making those connections that resonate with the listener, the audience. Yeah.
0: Mm. You know, um, how do you look after yourself? I ask everyone this um, because, you know, when you're trying to find a balance and, you know, mm. life is coming at you, you're doing, you've got your craft um, that you continue to try and hone. Like, how are you... Looking after yourself, um, yeah.
1: Oh man! So the navigators, I said before, we have like a corridor segment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After we do chickens highs and lows of like the last seven days, we go into our corridor Talanoa part where we just open the floor and I say, put your whatever it is you want to say. Do we have something that's like weighing down, da- weighing you down? That's heavy on your heart, on your mind share with the group or share whatever you want and just put it in there for discussion or even if it's just like random commentary, this is the space for you to you know, to let it out and even though I'm the facilitator, one of the facilitators running the program, that's my chance to unload too, like I get to share my own thing and I think because uh, because I'm a or uh, I'm a bit of an elder in the group I always seem to have a sort of, um, I don't know, like response to people when they share their own thing. Um, just I think because of, because I'm an older person, I've been through a lot. And when people are like, oh man, I'm doubting myself, or like I try to, I wanted to release this, but I don't know, like I, I'm not sure. And I already know what that feels like, so I can just pull that out of the, you know, the vault and go, bro there was one thing back in 1976." <laughs> You know like I, I i know that feeling and i'll just go back to my diary and pull that page out and like, look at this back in like you know 2006 i was recording this demo and i was like oh back in even 2013 i was re- i recorded a random song and i thought man just kind of go nowhere i ain't gonna release this it's just a random demo and then mm-hmm. the very mellow Dance heard it he was like bro you gotta chop this and he just he just boosted my confidence i was like honest yeah, bro, you could have dropped this. And I dropped it. And like, that's one of the, the yeah. songs that people love the most. And I'm like, if he didn't give me that little push, no one would have heard that song ever. <laughs> so when these youngins share, I have my response. And then I'll just, you know, I'll break, some, break stuff down. Or sometimes it'll be deeper than that. And it'll be something to do with um, dramas with, like, the baby moms or... Mm you know, those sort of family issues and I'll share my own issues and and without even knowing it, I'm kind of like therapizing myself. I mean, I don't even know if that's a word. It's like, you know, it's like therapy for me so Mm. I can like open up and like tell them my story. And I feel like because I run two sessions, I get two opportunities Mm. of the two nights a week where I get a chance to like, to unload, um, reflect and Almost m- meditate in a safe space with other people, other creatives. That's part of it. I get to talk to my wife a lot. Like she helps me. Yeah, we we talk a lot and we break down a lot of things. We uh, unpack a lot of um, issues within ourselves, uh, our views of the community, our empathy. Some mm-hmm. of the things that we talked about tonight is just the things that we, me and my wife, talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have a wife to talk about it. Like he could be one of your boys, Mm one of you, a a cousin, um, a stranger. Sometimes I'll I'll post up on Twitter. Anyone want to chat? Hit me up. -hmm. I'm babysitting tonight and my boy's asleep. So I'll be sitting here like holler, like, all good, you know. I know there's a bit confronting like, to some people. you Like, man, Yeah, I saw you know? a
0: tweet from you, and I saw a tweet that you actually I think it was last week. And I guess some people responded because then you then came back later and said, "Oh, I didn't realize there were there were actually people who were wanting to yeah. have an ear to listen to them, to yeah. you know, someone to vent to." And then yeah. I saw one of the, another guy that I follow. Like, he was like saying to you oh I appreciate you bro and I was just like yeah. yo that's so cool you know like sometimes yeah. that's all it takes you know
1: yeah and I mean that might be a bit too random for for some people but there'll be mm. people out there and I did I got some responses and I talked to a few people and mm. a couple of them I have no idea who they are and it was just a quick chat like bro what mm. are you up to oh man love your music bro you know like and I was just like yeah shut up man like yeah what are you up to you know, oh no, nothing. Just bored, or yeah, just tired from mahi, and like you know. And I was like, bro, well, good, man. Got to do your thing, you know. And just sharing my own, yeah. I feel like I'm just trying to help empower others, like not just through music. We all need it, though, you know. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like Mother Teresa or something out here. I'm just, I had, I had a spare five minutes or a few hours. Like, why not throw it out there? If no one hits back, no harm mm. done. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's part of it. We just gotta talk, we just gotta chat, and let it out, mm. all, all,
0: or all
1: rap, all yeah,
0: something. powerful yeah. inspiration all podcast, or podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it.
1: We're just, we're just having a teller, no one. like that's mm. what we do,
0: you know. Um, so you've dropped, you've mentioned the exciting news with the album coming later. A full album. You. What are some other goals that you've still got? You know, I know you've got some other goals. Maybe not even um, music related. You know, like yeah. what are some future aspirations that you're kind of still working towards? Uh,
1: I want to get into to film. Um, I did a few short films. Yeah, a few years ago. I'm not. A, I never was trained in acting, but I did a few acting jobs, and. I enjoyed it. It's just another form of telling stories. Mm. Um, but I feel like, uh, man, I really want to do, like, a tongue and vision of the arts. Oi. <laughs> that's, like, even just, like, cinematically, like, man, mm. the visuals for that is so crazy. I love the storyline. I love slow movies, like, silence, you mm. know? A lot of their movie. there's no talking. He's just walking through, or the girl's walking through the village, walking mm. down the street, and just seeing the beauty in it, like... The cinematography is beautiful. So yeah, probably when you get into film, keep doing the the youth work. Um, I'll be here for a long time doing youth work. I've, I think I found my calling. Like uh, it wasn't intentional; it just happened. Um, yeah, my qualification is graphic design, that I I still use it, but it's not. You know, I didn't put enough time into it to say I'm a graphic designer, mm-hmm. but the piece of paper is there, and you know, but um. Music and, and youth work. So once the music is slows down, if people ask me, like if Diggy's like, bro, we're gonna jam a verse, yeah, bro, sweet. I'll jam a verse, or anyone else, or any of the youngins, um, need me to try and make a beat or something, I'll mm. still be jamming. Um, I love DJing. Uh, I'm not an actual DJ, but I, I spin, I you know, I uh, uh, mix tunes, do a few kicks here and there. Um, just creative, just creative. Yeah, I've been blessed to be able to do this youth work. And have a lot of time to spend with my family, with my wife and my my kids, my boys. And, um, yeah, that's, yeah, life, man. Just, just going to keep I mean pushing life. through, ups and downs.
2: <laughs> yeah. And hopefully
1: me and you get to talk another, like, two years from now, and, you know, there'll be a whole other story to tell.
0: Oi, hard, bro. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I can't wait. It's exciting to hear these things that you're talking about—it's so dope. Um, do you have a book recommendation by any chance, or
1: yeah, I don't, anything
0: you want man, to
1: promote? I'm not gonna sit here and lie like I'm the biggest reader. Like, mm. I read probably I could count with one hand how many books I read in my life. Right. That's how bad it is. Even I, okay. think I, <laughs> I was explaining before about rebelling from my dad. My dad's <laughs> a real academic. Read this, mm. read that. Right there, it's like nah, I'm not reading nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, so. The book I'm going to recommend, and maybe someone else has already recommended this, is Mark Hunt's Born to Fight. Um, I haven't read a book in definitely over 10 years. Mm. And I just bought that uh, the other month. And man, I couldn't put it down. Um, Probably like avid readers will be like, man, I need something more. But like that the story was just um, compelling to me, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm it just maybe understand him and other people like him, and also just to to not judge because there was an incident with him and like people I know, and I just kind of like, ever since then, I was just like, Man, that guy, I don't like that guy mm-hmm. anymore. Like, and I just judged, but then I read the book in the last um, couple of months, and I was just like, Oh man. You know, like you just don't know what people go through, you don't know their history, you don't know their story, and who are you to judge? Um so yeah, I, I just think it's just an awesome book to me. I love um documentaries. I always that's my favorite like genre of um film, just watching docos, and this was just a cool documentary. Um uh, and words just to like read his story and
0: Mm. yeah understand them thank you so much for sharing that um yeah no, it doesn't yeah. you know it's great to hear that you found a book that spoke to you because you know like even I mean you know I love to read but man like I had recently just came out of like a three-month slump where I just mm. couldn't find a book that was just do you know what I mean I was just yeah. like oh man and then just recently I picked up this fantasy book that I, I had kind of seen at school And got hooked and just the story was, it was a fantasy fiction, but it was very, um, the themes uh, behind the actual stories, uh, like female empowerment.
1: Um, Mm.
0: so yeah, it totally got me pumped and Mm. ever since, you know, and it was just like a few weeks ago where I've just started reading again. Um, so yeah, you know, thank you so much. Um, thank you bro for sharing that. Mm. Um, you know, we're starting to wrap up and. Yep. I, I just, oh, bro, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so oh, much you. for just, you know, just sharing. I feel like you shared, you really opened up and just shared so much. I appreciate you coming into the space um and feeling that it's a safe space for you just to be able to share a bit about your journey. Um, yeah. So inspirational, you know. Um, I encourage you just to keep going, keep going hard. Um, with you know, the work that you're doing in the community. You know, I love seeing what you're doing. You know, I'm a fan of your music. I love that you're, you know, there are people who are gonna watch this and be like, yo, I'm gonna look this guy up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's for real. And that's for real. So, you know, I I, I just think um. You know your heart is in such a good place, and you know you're super humble. But you've you've done so much to impact lives of other people and inspire others. So you know, continue to be that role model. Um, you know, and just just keep going, keep going. I, I'm excited for this album. It's going to top later on the year. Uh, later on in the year. Um, I mean, bro, I I could go on and on. <laughs> No, nah,
1: thank you. you. you thank give you. me
0: your flowers, man. And
1: um, nah. Nah, I really yeah. appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And thank you for letting me into your space. Um, in terms of like um sharing and opening up a lot. Um, it's something I've been practicing for a long time, and I feel like it helps others to empower them to open up, you know. Um, I think I'm lucky that it's just me and you on this. If there was an actual audience, and I'd be super nervous, but because it's just me and you, I think it helps. But yeah, um, as a youth worker, as an artist, um, that's just part of the, yeah, back to the legacy of what I want to leave is like, let people know that it's all good to be yourself. It's all good to, you know, to share. Um, and just like music, don't hang on to things. Like, let it go. You know, don't let it weigh you down. Don't let it go stale and, you know, rock. Like, this. life is... Life will always carry on, so you got to drop those things and move forward. And there's processes and all that, of course. But um, it's good to see other people doing it. So hopefully, if there's someone watching this and they see me being open and being as honest as I can and as comfortably honest as I can, then hopefully they could they encouraged to do the same. But I just wanted to say, like when you were sharing that, um there's bits about the intro song where I was tearing up because uh, I've never oh. heard anyone, like, pick a song, uh, <laughs> pick some of my verses apart like that. And, like, but because that song means a lot as well, there's mm. things that you brought up, like, really mm. hit me. And I was like, oh, ho, hold, Like, you know, like, oh, wait, wait, wait Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I mean, I'm not really.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, like, with your other, I mean, there were other songs that I had on my list here that I wanted to talk about. But, you know, as you were sharing, I was just like, yeah. Like it made me think, you know, I was looking at my notes on that song and I was like, I feel like it's a combination of everything that you have mm. shared so far in the interview. And I was just like, yeah. genius. Absolutely. Like it's of course it's life, you know, you're yeah. you're just talking about doing life and you know, and and you've talked about it. You know, time is precious, and even like talking about bills. You know, like yeah. worrying about bills, how are you going to yeah. pay bills, and having to make those decisions where you're like, you know, there's commitments here.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm resenting this here, but you know what? I actually yeah. have a family to look after. So, yeah, that song and just the fact that it was, you know, the the music that was dropped in 2019, and then yeah. thinking about when you, you know, like the different. You know projects you dropped. I was like, yo. Yeah. And then listening to you, I was like, man, that that's why I chose that. that I was like, one. I had yeah. questions about the other songs, you know, that I had listened to. But I was yeah. just like, man, it's so powerful because I feel like those things you're talking about is what speaks to others. You know, it will yeah. resonate with other people. You even talk about like that brown pride, and yeah. I mean, if, I I feel like we. When I heard it and I was thinking brown pride, it could be two things. It could be like, yo, I'm super proud to be a brown, you know, to be Tongan, to be Samoan yeah. and whatnot. But pa- also it can have a negative thing where it's like mm. that pride that we have sometimes is, yeah. it can also be like what holds us back and is yeah. our downfall. So those a are just some much. of the things that I yeah. got from that. So as I listened more to you, I was like, yo, yeah. man, you know, night and day, night and day and. Yeah, it's super powerful, bro.
1: Man, that's out of it. On on the at the end of the song, I'm doing like this little la la la. I'm mm. like singing little bits, and mm. then I got this uh, audio clip of my granddad. He's that's yes. like he's no. One, I, I turned it down so no mm. one can really understand. I just wanted his his voice at the at the end there because that's when he had passed away, and mm. I feel like um uh, it's. Like, we, we talked about uh, my my history of, like, how did I end up on the show and all that, mm. and, like, that's my granddad, and on he's that song, on there, he's on there, like, his voice, and he's just telling me, like, giving me advice, you know, like, mm. just to move forward, to do your thing, stand on your own, too. But he's in the hospital, and, like, randomly, it was years ago before he passed, but mm. uh, we had to visit him, me and my cousin, and I just decided to press record on my phone and just talk to him, and it's funny because we talked about communication and the language and my tongue is better now, but during that time, I was struggling to communicate with them, but it's like a good, um, uh, what's it called timestamp of who I was back then to who I am now and how stronger I am with my own language and my own identity. But to kind of have them on their song was like super important and, yeah, just kind of just having him in spirit, you know, through my music. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing the new music as well. Um, so yeah, thank you for having me once again. Love it. Love the space. Love what you're doing, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Thank you. Hello.